Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do. Like me, taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hey there, it's Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Ion College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting. Dodo Burton and Leaky Black Man Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, please smash the like button like your Brandon Davies. You have consent. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the YouTube channel, please knock that out while you're here. And while you're doing that, let me explain to you what it is we've got going on. It's called the Summer Shootaround. It's a series during which we're focusing on 20 notable teams over a span of 10 weeks, two per week, 20 teams in 10 weeks, and we're doing the schools in alphabetical order. We've already knocked out Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Auburn, Baylor, Creighton, Duke, Gonzaga, Houston, Indiana, Kansas, and Louisville. Now we turn our attention to the Michigan Wolverines. Went 19-15 and 15 last season, finished tied for seventh in the Big Ten, got an 11 seed in the NCAA tournament, beat Colorado State the first round, beat Tennessee in the second round, then lost to Villanova in the Sweet 16. From that team, Michigan lost four of the top five scores, but they do bring back leading scorer Hunter Dickinson plus rotation player Terrence Williams. That's two of the top six. Add Princeton transfer Jalen Llewellyn. Add Iverson Classic MVP Jet Howard. I like the core. I got Michigan ranked 19th in the top 25 and one. We'll see what Norlander thinks of the Wolverines next, but first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, Norlander. I got Michigan ranked 19th in the top 25 and one. That equates to second in the Big Ten. Most people uh. 
think I'm too high on the Wolverines. Am I too high on the Wolverines? Uh, when you say most people, does this mean you've tweeted out version 15.0 and you've got Sparty fans up in the mentions? Is that what this stems from? It means whether it's BartTorvik.com or our buddy John Rothstein or anybody else who ranks teams in the offseason. I don't think I don't I don't remember seeing anybody else have them where I have them. For instance, um, at Bart Torvik, guess, they guess, are. Guess, third. Guess. Oh, okay. I think I heard a third. I'll say mm-hmm. 32. 36th. Rothstein's got them. 26th and Jerry Palms got him as an eight seed in his bracket, which equates to somewhere between 29th and you're a little high now. Uh, Dickinson uh, made a significant sophomore jump. I would even, I would argue that ever so slightly Dickinson might have been undervalued last season, slightly not, not crazy. He was recognized as a very good player, and the Big Ten was loaded with a tons of talent and like just so many good teams and players in the Big Ten last season. So, you know, it's 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 and you had two first team all Americans there that weren't even expected to be the two best players in the league um, in Murray and, uh, and Johnny Davis there. Uh, but here was Dickinson's jump statistically freshman to sophomore season. He went from 14.1 to 18.6 points per game. He jumped from 7.4 boards to 8.6. He was up to a block and a half a game went 0 for four from three point range as a freshman. He took 64 attempts from three last season, made 21 of them. That's a 33% clip, which is solid. I would expect that to grow. In his junior season, his offensive rating at Kempom bumped from 111 to 119.9. Uh, a very, if you're around 120 as a player, you're doing just fine. Um, so the question becomes, how much of a bigger jump will it be for him in year three? And then what the talent will be like around, you mentioned Terrence Williams back. Uh, will Kobe Bufkin, who gets, who was you know a bit player, will he uh, grow into something that's a bit more reliable from a role standpoint? Llewellyn was considered like top 20 level kind of transfer, very good player out of Princeton and uh, wound up uh, picking Michigan over Clemson uh, in the 11th hour. So that's a, that's a good get that Michigan needed a player of his stature. Cause remember Michigan lost, you mentioned four of the top five, but they lost, you know, they lost Musa Diabate leaving uh, and Caleb Houston leaving. I, I think if you would ask Juwan Howard in his heart of hearts at the end of the season when they're, you know, the day after they get knocked out of the tournament, I think he would have guessed he would get one of those two back. He doesn't. They lose both of them. So here we are. Joey Baker is also here via Duke, which is also unexpected. Joey Baker actually initially announced and committed that he was going to spend his final year at Duke. Didn't go that way. We'll see what kind of role he has in this offense. I wouldn't expect him to be a top four option, but you never know. Um, Jet Howard is the guy to be excited about all, alongside Dickinson. Uh, we saw him in person a year ago. Uh, he was the kind of player where I saw him play like three games at at Peach Jam, or he was technically EYBL um, when I was when I was watching him. And to me, like the three games I saw him, and I was like, this guy is a top ten prospect in his class. And he was not rated as that. Like when I think when at that time he was in the fifties or maybe even the forties. But uh, there's a ton to like about Jet Howard's game. I, I think that he has got. Uh, because of how much I think Michigan will need to use him and because of how much attention Dickinson's going to get, I think Jet Howard statistically has a chance to be, you know, at CBSports.com, uh, David Cobb inherited the Frosh Watch from me, and he ranks the top 10 freshmen in the country on a weekly basis. Like, the chances that Jet Howard is in that Frosh Watch middle of the season then at the end of the season I actually think are pretty good. Um, I, I, I really, really like his potential there. I wouldn't go as high to say top 20 for Michigan, but I certainly think they got to be in that top four in the Big Ten. And so with that, I put them somewhere in the 21 to 30 range, I think. 
Co- coincidentally, David Cobb and I uh, touched on Michigan last week in a podcast because we were reacting to Jerry Palm's first projected bracket for the 2023 NCAA tournament. And one of the questions we were, you know, bouncing around was, you know, what team does he have too low? And I, 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 I think Cobb said Ohio State because he had Ohio State as a ten seed. And I said I agree, um, but if I'm looking for a different one, Michigan. Um, and then we started talking about Michigan. And one of the points I made about Jed Howard is that, you know, he is ranked 42nd in the class of 2022. Sub-40 prospect, four-star guy. But when I was doing sideline at the Iverson Classic for CBS Sports Network, um, two things stood out. One, he was awesome. He was literally named MVP of the Iverson Classic. And like Kaysom Wallace played in this game. Keontae George played in this game. Kaysen Wallace going to Kentucky, five-star guy. Keontae George going to Baylor, five-star guy. Both projected top 10 picks in the 2023 NBA draft. They were in this game, and Jed Howard was the MVP for the winning team. The other thing that stood out is just randomly talking to the NBA people who were there. I worked with J.R. Smith on the broadcast. Uh, Steven Jackson was one of the coaches. Darius Miles was one of the coaches. Allen Iverson was there. And I don't want to say all of them said this, but this is certainly the consensus opinion among former NBA players there because they had come in, they put these kids through workouts. In JR's case, he had worked out with them a little bit. And the, the, the thing I heard from multiple times from multiple guys was, Jed Howard's the most NBA-ready guy here. Now, I don't think, I don't know, but I don't think J.R. Smith comes to that building with a great understanding of the 24-7 composite rankings. He doesn't know where Kaysen Wallace is ranked any more than he knows where Keontae George is ranked any more than he knows where Jed Howard is ranked. He's just looking at players. And he was like, the most NBA-ready guy here is, is Jawan's kid. He's great. And then he went out and won MVP. And so I think he's going to be terrific in college. But I am aware that the recruiting analysts who have seen him way more than I and way more than J.R. Smith and Steven Jackson um, don't agree. And I've actually had conversations with some of those guys, the recruiting analyst, off the record, just to see, like, okay, what am I missing or what are you missing? And... I've gotten some explanations for why he's lower in the rankings than where let's just say J.R. Smith thought he should be. Um, but from what I saw, big guard, he's six foot eight. Big guard really knows how to play, skilled the way you expect the coach's son to be. He looks like somebody who grew up in a gym and is fundamentally sound. And and I, I I'm with you. He is not ranked in his freshman class in a way that suggests he'll be a top 10 freshman in America, but I won't be surprised if he's a top 10 freshman in America. On Jalen Llewellyn, um, one of the points Cobb made last week was, you know, if you're relying on an Ivy League transfer to help you be really good in the Big Ten, you know, are you, I'd be a little unsure about that. And I got a text over the weekend from an Ivy League coach. And he said, listen, the thing you got to remember about yeah, listen to the pod and just reached out just to make this point, which I appreciated. Um, he said, the thing you got to remember about Llewellyn is 
he's not just an Ivy League player. He's a top 100 recruit coming out of high school. I, I didn't realize that. I don't. Think. I re- yeah, I remember that being a thing when he got when Princeton landed him. Yeah, he was top 100 in the class of 2018. Like I think ranked 99th according to 24/7 Sports. So this coach, an Ivy League coach who's been coaching against him for years, said he is a Big Ten level athlete. He's super skilled, and he's an established shooter. That's going to translate. He's going to be fine. And that reassured me a little bit about thinking Michigan's going to be fine. Because if you believe that Llewellyn's going to be great at the one, or really good at the one, that Jed Howard's going to be really good on the wing, and Hunter Dickinson's back in the middle, you're pretty good at the one three five. I mean, you're pretty strong there. And if you're pretty strong at the one three five, you got a chance to be a um a, a a really good good basketball team. You mentioned Kobe Bufkin. I I do think he's got to fill a bigger role. You know, he's a top fifty prospect in the class of two thousand twenty one, but only averaged three points per game last season. Only played ten minutes per game. So they need some guys to take you know jumps from their freshman to sophomore year. But I don't think they need any of these other guys to be stars. I think Hunter Dickinson can be your star. Jet Howard can be your star. These other guys just got to play bigger roles, play them well, and Michigan's got a shot to be really, really good. And for whatever it's worth, I don't know when we're running this question, but our Candy Coaches series is underway. And you know we're asking roughly 100 coaches a, a series of questions. One of them is, obviously, who do you think is going to be the best player in the country this mm-hmm. season? And I did have a coach – over the weekend, text back to that question, Hunter Dickinson. Okay. Dickinson. Uh, yeah, that's going to run next. So people listening to this uh, the week as we flip into September here, I believe that question runs next week. Um, I think Dickinson might have gotten two total votes if you got one, I think. Uh, so... Uh, but it can certainly happen. He would be he would be there with, as far as I'm concerned, you know, someone like Trace Jackson Davis is like a dark horse um, player of the year. Can not even that much of a dark horse, but you know, when you have Timmy and Shibuya out there, they're going to be the the dominant favorites. Uh, real quick on the roster thing, Devontae Jones came in from the Sun Belt Coastal Carolina a year ago. You know, best player in that league. Uh, he was good. I would say he fell short of the hype. Not to say he was bad. He was not a bad player. He was fine. But he shot 51 from two, 40, 34 points. Two percent from three, seventy nine percent from the line. Solid, solid distributor. He was good. I think Llewellyn will be will be better than um, than Jones was schedule wise. Regular season win total. We're doing it again. Here are the games to know. Uh, they're, they're, by the way, Michigan's going to play Eastern Michigan on November eleventh, which is the day of the aircraft carrier game. Why am I bringing that up? Because Imani Bates plays for Eastern Michigan. That is a uh, that game has plenty of local intrigue, and Michigan was erroneously attached to the recruitment of Imani Bates when he went in the transfer portal. Um, I was told, I think I reported this on the podcast, but um, that was never actually a thing. Nevertheless, Michigan versus EMU um, in that first Friday of the season there. And I'm sure uh, Mr. Bates will have plenty of, uh, of motivation there. The, the bigger games to know for Michigan in the non-con, they're going to play Pitt in the Legends Classic, and then they'll get either VC or Arizona State. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm not convinced that any of those three teams are going to be dancing. Uh, Michigan didn't do itself any favors in terms of an MTE. Uh, then they get home versus Virginia, ACC Big Ten at the end of November. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Um, they play but, like, real quick on that. This is how good. They- There's one team that got a vote in our candid coaches question that um, already has which run. team? Yeah, yes, yeah, that already has run. Uh, that that. Who will be the best team in the country? There's one team that got a vote that is there's only one that's not in my top 25 and one, and it was Virginia. 
a coach said, I think Virginia is going to be the best team in the country this year. And then another ACC coach said he voted for somebody else. I don't remember who, but then just sort of in addition to his vote said, and I think Virginia is going to be really good too. And I, I, I said, Oh geez. I, he said, I, I said, cause I don't have Virginia in the top 25 and one. They're just on the wrong side of it. I had them in at one point this summer. Then they got jumped by people that added transfers or whatever. But this this is an ACC coach, and he said Virginia will finish first or second in the ACC. And that means ahead of at least North Carolina or Duke, which are both going to be preseason like top five teams. Okay. I I I, uh, I do buy that. I think there's, there's a chance that winds up being true. So home versus Virginia at the end of November. Then Michigan will play against Kentucky and London on December 4th. Then a little more than two weeks later, the only other game of note in the non-con is uh, they'll play Carolina. It's a big one. They'll play Carolina um, in the Jumpman Invitational. That's that all-Jordan brand event that's just starting this year. It also features Florida playing Oklahoma. That's going to be in Charlotte. That'll be on December 21st. So those are the non-con games. I mean, Pitt, then either VCU and Arizona St- or Arizona State, Virginia, Kentucky, Carolina. It's good. It's it's not, it's not terrible. Um, but there is no true road game in the mix there. Um, they'll play Purdue, Illinois, and Ohio State only once in the Big Ten GP. The home and homes against the notable teams are Michigan State, Indiana, Maryland. Fill in the rest. Uh, I have a tendency to pick first, so I'm going to sit back. I'll let you pick first. 31 regular season games. What's going to be Michigan's record this season? Okay, I'll go 13-7 and seven in the league, but I'm going to go 13-7 and seven while making it clear. I think that's good enough maybe for second place in the Big Ten. I think the, I think the Big Ten champion is going to have like 14 wins, 15 at most. I think it's going to be jumbled at the top. So I think 13-7 can still get you finished you know, in second place, tied for second, something like that. And then I'll go three non-league losses. So that's going to put me at 21 and 10. We are in agreement. I also have Michigan going 21 and 10. I would say 21. Now, I know you're speaking to the strength of the league. I get that. I would say if you've got a team preseason top 20, having 10 regular season losses, it's not unreasonable, right? Uh, you can't do this in the moment here, but I'd actually be curious to go back and look at your top 25 and one where it was, you know, the that Sunday of the final day or the Monday after the final regular season Sunday, right? So we're in, right before the big conference tournaments. What was the 19th ranked team in that? How many losses there? I would I would venture to say that your 19th ranked team back on March 7th or whatever it was, I would venture to say they probably didn't have more than eight or nine losses, which doesn't say that. They, they yeah, I, I, I don't know. But like, I'm just looking at it now. Texas, Texas had 10 losses on Selection Sunday. Yeah. And it's all um, about the quality and got a, and got a six yeah. seed. Yeah. Exactly. You know, um, let me see here. I'm looking at just team, LSU had LSU entered the sec tournament with 10 losses and got a six seed. So you can, you can enter your conference tournament with six loss with 10 losses 20, and still be in that five 24th. Yeah. You're in that, you're yeah. in that range. Yeah, it's fine. Howard's yeah. won sixty five point six percent of his games in three seasons. Uh, Twenty one ten record is uh, six seven seven win percentage. So kind of we've got him staying on uh, on that trajectory. Last thing from me: uh, Michigan just took an overseas trip, Paris and Greece. Hell of a one too. Uh, they met. They apparently ran into Adam Sandler at dinner on their first night in Paris, which is phenomenal. That's awesome. I'm sure some guys or some uh, people on the staff. Um, Watched uh, that Adam Sandler uh, Netflix movie, which was which was really good. Um, so that must have been that must have been awesome. And then uh, 
you know, they they went around Paris. If you're looking at when Anna brought up, they're all wearing <laughs> this. Is, I love this. this. They're all wearing like matching shirts as if they were on some sort of, you know, family reunion. Just the, uh, you know, I like the idea that like, I kind of feel like Juwan Howard's going to keep that shirt and like proudly wear it around his house for the next 20 years. Really, really cool. They, uh, they got to go to some of the biggest soccer stadiums. They went to the Louvre, went to Athens, sailed on the Aegean Sea, played three games there. The GP, just the whole thing looked awesome. It revved up, uh, Next year is my 10-year wedding anniversary, and wife and I are officially uh, like starting to consider where we should go. We're looking like maybe a three-city, three-spot jaunt over maybe nine days, and uh, officially taking recommendations. But this, this really, like going back and looking at what Michigan did, it sparked my wanderlust even more. So Paris and Greece is a hell of a one, too. I think you were in Greece, dude, literally this summer, I- right? I was in Greece uh, last September. We went for my wife. We went for my wife's birthday. We went to Athens and we went to Santorini. Um, Santorini is like the most beautiful place I've ever been. I, I can't. It takes a minute yeah. to get there, but it's um, it is amazing. I, I enjoy. If you're trying to pick, what well, the interesting thing about being in Athens is like you sit down at dinner and you start talking to your server or whatever, and they this question comes up every time. So when are you going to one of the islands? They, they're almost like, get out of Athens, go to one of the islands. Um, Athens was cool because of all the you know history Ruins, there. Yeah. Uh, but um, it, it, we didn't see Adam Sandler, but we did stay. Um, they were doing a, the latest season of Jack Ryan starring John Krasinski. Yeah, you brought this up. Yeah. Yeah, they were in the, the, the whole crew cast. Everybody was in our hotel. Like when we would go to breakfast at the hotel, like it was us and like, the Jack Ryan crew and cast. I never saw John Krasinski with my own eyes, but like everybody working on that series was, was there. Um, been to Paris as well. Loved it. Loved Paris. Loved Barcelona. Yeah. That's on our list. I've, I, we don't have, we don't know where we're going, but a few spots, Iceland, Barcelona, Porto, Ireland, Sweden, Paris. Like we're not going to go all these, but we, we've got to figure out where exactly what we want to go to. Um, and, uh, so yeah, if you're listening, you've been to any of the places and you have high, high endorsements, find me on social media, tweet me because we're going to try and decide the next like six weeks what we're doing next year. So, yeah. Um, so that's, uh, Michigan. I got them preseason top 20, 10 losses on selection Sunday. I mean, heading into the big 10 tournament. But, uh, again, I just like that. You know, the Ivy league coach made me more sure about Jalen. Well, yeah. um, obviously Hunter Dickinson's a proven commodity. And I think Jed Howard's going to be really good. Either either I'm going to look silly or the recruiting analysts are going to look silly because we are different on this guy. I from what I saw, he's terrific, and the NBA players who saw him thought he was terrific. And if you get a uh, Jalen Llewellyn operating at a you know translating really well to the Big Ten, plus Jed Howard being what he looked like he could be at the Iverson Classic, plus Hunter Dickinson just being what he's already been, I think you've got a team that can not only finish high in the Big Ten standings, but obviously compete uh, for a Big Ten title. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck Larnell. Thank you guys once again for listening to the Iron College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars. Leave a nice review. There's more of us than there are of them. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel yet, knock that out. Thank you in advance. We'll talk to you again real soon. Till then, take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 